cover our bases Face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it Our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it You can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it No limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh, no, this ain't MLB, but you know it's time for the show. All bases covered, my brothers, yeah, you know you love it. We get it, yeah, we going in. Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom of night, baby, you know we ready to win. Sports to pop culture, we cover those things that we supposed to. We knocking it out of the park. All bases covered, no end in the topic that say. Welcome to the All Bases Covered podcast. We are here on another glorious Friday night. Oh, just bringing it home. Uh been a uh it's, it's been a slow week news wise so hopefully that uh we can kind of just milk every ounce of content uh that we can out of this uh show today uh we got my boy josh on the line uh we're still waiting for sam and we have no sight of our producer joe just yet so jo- josh congratulations for being the only one that's on time tonight thank you i, I yeah, and, and I was afraid I was going to be the late one today because I got uh, people calling me from work still. So, That's, absolutely, okay. I was able to make it on time tonight. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping, uh, I'm hoping it, it could be, uh, we might be really stolen for a lot of con- uh, content if uh, <laughs> it's just you and me, Josh, today. So, we'll give it another minute. Hopefully that, uh, hopefully Sam uh jumps on the line here uh i we also uh he's he's uh listening in uh he's gonna help us out a little bit we got uh we got uh my wife's cousin uh Cheyenne on the line so he's he's gonna be helping us out uh, a little bit he's on the line he'll he'll interject uh when he feels ready um and he's gonna be helping us look up stats and different things so Welcome to the so show. So what you're saying oh. is is we have a producer that actually looks up stuff. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> is Joe on the line yet? No, Joe's not on the line yet, but we got Sam. Damn it, I was trying to go shot. Oh, no. That fell on deaf ears, Josh. That fell on deaf ears. Joe's not even on right now. So, Damn it. Welcome, Sam, from the icy tundra. Dude, it's wild right now. So many people don't Is have it? power, including myself. Yeah. Was you no. got a big snowstorm up in Michigan? No, they have they had an ice storm that took out a lot of power lines. Oh shit, that sucks. So there's like half a million people without power in Michigan. Damn. Fuck a yeah, lot of that. Damn is correct. Watch there. We haven't had power since yesterday, actually. <laughs> well, too bad you weren't down here today. Louie treated to treated Mighty Josh to lunch today. So thank you, Louie, yeah, for treating me today. Well, Chinese. Yeah, well, Chinese I was out sc- scouring the lands for a propane heater. You guys were enjoying. <laughs> when you say scouring the lands for a propane heater, I all of a sudden envisioned you Mad Max style, just roaming the, <laughs> roaming the death <laughs> going through the Badlands the- looking for gas. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh God! All right, let's let's kick this off. So, Sam, I wanted to tell you. I so this this tweet of of ours uh, from our Twitter account has gotten a lot of traction. Uh, there's been about uh, ten thousand views on it or so, and uh, several people have, have kind of talked to me on this. A lot of people tell me I'm stupid. That's okay. I hear that all the time, but. Some people thought it was pretty good, at least a good thought. And my what I tweeted out on our on our Twitter page was that my bold prediction is Lamar Jackson's played his last down of NFL football. I unless he decides he's going to come off that ledge of a fully guaranteed contract, he's never going to play another down of football because I don't believe that the owners are going to hand out another contract like that ever again. I think they all got 
pissed at the Cleveland Browns owner when they did it, when they basically broke precedent and did it. And now all the owners have, like, basically got together and be like, mm, that shit's not happening again. It's not, not going to happen. Well, I mean, I, I mean let's, let's take one more step back. I'll go ahead and say, I mean, yeah, Deshaun Watson obviously is, uh, you know, belongs on that list. But don't forget, Kirk Cousins also belongs on that list. He was really the first quarterback to get those three years when he first went on to the Vikings. He got it fully guaranteed, which was That is true. Kind I did forget of. about that. I did forget that Kirk Cousins got like three years, $90 million guaranteed. It was like thirty million a season, right? It was like right, three years. Granted, it's not the two hundred or three hundred million that that these other guys are getting, but the concept is the same. You don't want to go ahead and pay a quarterback all that guaranteed money, and then you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, you got. And this is my thing: is a lot of people are like, "Well, he'll get it. Some team's going to pay for him." No. If the Baltimore Ravens are like, "All right, we're not going to franchise tag you. We're just going to let you walk in free agency." The, of course, the Jets and the Falcons and the Panthers and the Raiders, they're all going to come calling. But when it comes down to it, if he's like, look, because I'm hearing he wants more than Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson got $230 million, I think, fully guaranteed. Uh, well, from what I'm hearing. Yeah, he wants 300 he wants actually. Well, I think he'd settle for two. I, from what I was hearing, he wanted $250 million guaranteed. Total. And I'm just like, okay, um, so you're not going to get it. I, I mean, the Ravens, we're like, we'll give you $250 million, but we're only going to guarantee $130 million of it. He turned that down. And I, I eventually, if he still wants to play the game of football and he wants to get paid, he will come down off of that, off that hill. I, I, I got to believe it because he's still playing under a rookie contract. It's not, and he was a late first round pick. It's not like he's already made like $90 million. So if he wants to get paid, he, he's, he's got to come off that hill. He was, he was the last pick, pick of the first was. round, right? Yeah. He was the, I think he was the last pick of the first round. Yeah. And the, and the Ravens traded up to get, come down to get him too. So we got to remember yeah. that. So. But but let me say this. is This is my take on the whole Lamar Jackson. He's been in the league for five years now. Two of the years yep. he's been injured. So he's only got three, four years. One was the MVP season. Does he yep. deserve money? Absolutely. Does he, does he need to get a full-blown money guaranteed contract? No. I'll, I will hold that to one quarterback right now and one quarterback only. And it's not Joe Burrow. It's going to be Patrick Mahomes. He's the only quarterback that deserves a fully guaranteed contract by the way he plays. Burrow, if he comes out next year and does the same thing and gets the the Bengals into the AFC Championship or the Super Bowl, then, yes, that man is going to deserve – he's going to require guaranteed money up front. Yeah. Uh, I think Burrow deserves the guaranteed money, man. No, I I agree. I, I think he's a great quarterback, but I I only justify it because he's only done it for two years. Yes, he's been in the league for three years, and two of the years he's yeah. made it to the Super Bowl and the AFC hey. Championship. Uh, one more year to prove it, to make sure it's not like a big fluke that the Bengals uh, are like that. Um, but give it another year, then yes, he deserves a fully guaranteed contract. No, say, no, that's where I'm going to disagree with both of y'all. I don't like the idea of giving out fully guaranteed contracts. Nobody deserves fully guaranteed contracts. I don't either. I don't either, but yeah. that's just the way the market's – ever since that Deshaun Watson stupid-ass contract, that's just what the quarterbacks and all these players are going to want. They want fully fucking guaranteed money, and it's going to ruin football. Well, I'll tell you this much. If there was a script determining the NFL season, the fucking Browns should go 0-16 for the next decade. For, for them so one, thing I, one thing I wanted to point out, though, you know, you're saying that, uh, you know, fully guaranteed contracts are no good. What if, what if they were, like, within short spurts? Like, uh, like the way that NBA contracts have been being signed lately, you know? A uh, three-year deal with a fourth, uh, third year being a player option. In those two years, you are getting the equivalent – 
of what a top tier quarterback would be getting. You just don't get it for five years or ten, six years or whatever. I, I'm I'm completely okay the way they did Kirk Cousins three years. Yeah, we'll guarantee your your right. three that, years. That's what I was thinking. That, that's that's kind of what yeah. I was thinking. Oh, absolutely. I, I agree with that one. I because then you're not on the hook. You're not on the you're not on the hook for five to ten years. You know, right. you're only on the hook for three years, and it's only. He only made thirty million for the the last three years. Now the quarterback market's forty five million, fifty million. And then you have these gigantic contracts, right? That are that you know uh, have so much money and that are tight. And all of a sudden, you start looking that, that quarterback starts you know restructuring that deal, and you have a la- a, a larger cassette later on, and that quarterback's not worth it at that point sometimes. A.K.A. Aaron Rodgers. Here's the one I'll say about this. is In football, unlike in bad contracts, will come back to bite you in the ass because your career is shorter. So let's just take a look at, at someone like Lamar Jackson. Let's make this a prime example. Let's say two years ago he signed a three-year deal. Let's say coming off his MVP year, he signs a three or four year deal for let's say forty million a season, fully guaranteed. He would be coming out of that deal now with two injury marred seasons. Is he gonna get another contract like that again? Is someone gonna give him three years, four years fully guaranteed? Probably not. Or let's say you sign let's say you're a twenty five year old running back. And and you and and now you get a three year, you know, at twelve million a year. That's you know thirty six million uh, thirty six million dollars fully guaranteed. Now now the contract's up, and now you're twenty eight, going into your age twenty nine season. Is, is are you going to get much more than league minimum four million dollars, knowing that your position dries up? Uh, around the time you're 20, you know, 28, 29, you're not really that good anymore. Look at Alvin Kamara. Kamara's a prime example. Yeah, I was just going to say Kamara's uh, a perfect candidate. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I just, but I, I don't know. Think, I think, go ahead. I, the, the only thing I would think with, like, Kamara is look how much they use that guy, though. Uh, when you have a running back that it's catching out of the backfield, and running the ball, they're getting, what, 25 to 30 touches a game. That does shorten these running backs' careers. Now, if you had a running back like a Zeke that's only getting 15 touches a game, that's that's going to extend that running back's career a few more years. That's kind of yeah. where you you got to figure that out, too, and how you're going to use that whole running back position. Well, so that's funny. I think it comes – I think I have this down here a little bit, uh, maybe, yeah, about running backs. I now that you said that about how you're going to use running backs, I this is not a hot take, and I'm sorry to anybody that plays this position. I don't think running backs hold any value in this league anymore. Above being a guy that you need, you you don't need an elite running back to be successful. And I think the Chiefs are a prime example of that. I think the the Chiefs averaged like 75 yards rushing on the ground this year. And they only needed the run game to attention a little bit to keep defenses honest. But they didn't have an elite running back. They they got by with Isaiah Pacheco, who was a seventh round pick, and they got by with Jarek McKinnon, who's a thirty plus year old journeyman. And you also saw when the Rams beat the Bengals, they they did it by a committee approach of Daryl Henderson and Sony Michelle and 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 Cam Akers was back from the Achilles injury. If you look at the elite running backs of all time. Only really Emmett Smith was a big part of a Super Bowl run. Walter Payton won a ring and he retired the very next year. He didn't even he only had like forty five yards rushing in the Super Bowl against the Patriots in that nineteen eighty five season. And uh Ladanian Tomlinson, Adrian Peterson, Barry Sanders, none of these guys have any Super Bowl rings. Not a single one of them. I don't think 
in today's league that the running back position has much value. I, I really don't. Now, I, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys think. I'm sure Sam, who's a lover of running backs, is going to vehemently disagree with me. But what I'm curious, your take. No, no, no. I, I actually don't disagree. I, I do agree. But, you know, they're, like you, you, the people that you mentioned, uh, they are outliers to, like, your average norm of a running back, right? So, like, um, they're, the, they're greats, right? So if, if the greats are having trouble staying healthy after a certain point, what makes you think that the new generation will do any better? So no, I, actually, I, I, do, I do agree with you on that, though. They don't, they don't help you win championships. That was my point. Running back right. is not... No, no, I agree with that. I agree. Back. I agree with that wholeheartedly. Right. Even well, going I back. agree to disagree right now. No, I'm just fucking with you. <laughs> no, I, 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 will, I will say this. I, I think the running backs do have a very important role in, in helping that, uh, that team for a Super Bowl run. A... You look at the way Kansas City uses their running backs. You're, you're absolutely right. They do it by committee, but they have that threat running back that can catch it out of the backfield. That's how you've got to keep these, these uh, defenses honest, is you've got to have that threat that can catch the ball and, and be quick and fast out of the backfield. That's why Christian McCaffrey is so, so good. Um, and I – that, that's one one aspect. The other aspect is you got to have that that good running back that can help help the quarterback pick up blitzes. And I think that's another reason why Kansas City was pretty decent because their running backs were actually pretty good at helping chip chip the the end or uh, help with the pass block. So that, yeah. that's kind of two roles. And if you I, give, I a, great, if you give back, a great quarterback an extra two three seconds, that makes all exactly. the exactly. It's exactly. not even that much time. I'd say it's an extra half second to a second. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Oh, sorry, again. But then if you – keep in mind, if you do a chip block and then you, you, you kind of get out of the pocket, you're still buying yourself yeah. more time with the block, really. But, but, Josh, what you described, right, is an all-purpose running back. We don't see him anymore. That's – all these teams – that's why I say the, the position doesn't have much value because it, they have guys, they have two or three guys doing the job of what was one, one workhorse back. Like Kansas City, Derek McKinnon caught the majority of passes out of the backfield. Isaiah Pacheco was the between-the-tackles runner. And I think both McKinnon and Pacheco would help block, but Pacheco was the better blocker. But McKinnon got all the receiving work. For Kansas City, exactly. And, and if you look at a, a lot of these other teams, and what you're saying is, yes, uh, McCaffrey's a great weapon, but San Francisco, if you saw Elijah Mitchell was getting the majority of the carries, so they could put McCaffrey in open space and have him receiving the ball, because like you said, you can't have a guy carry the ball 18 to 22 times and then catch five to nine passes out of the backfield. That's too many touches on a season. And McCaffrey in Carolina at one point, I think he had, I think he had like 90 to 100 receptions plus 250 carries on a season. And that's, that's Oh yeah. His, his usage was like ridiculous, man. They were using yeah, him pretty yeah. much on every snap almost. Yeah. And yeah. then you go back to college and that man was what? Running the ball, catching the ball. Punt return, returning kick, kick returns. Yeah. So that that cat has a lot of mileage on him. So I I would not suspect him to be a top tier running back within the next two years. I think you're going to see a huge drop off of his production too, just like you see you're seeing with Kamara. Unless they just strictly make McCaffrey a receiver. Now if San Francisco exactly. says okay, if San Francisco is like okay, McCaffrey. We're going to have a couple packages where you run the ball, but we're going to max you out at 10, 8 to 10 carries a game. And then we're going to get you the ball in space and use you more as like a slot receiver. Then I think he could play at a very high level for the next four years. You know, if, if McCaffrey's the kind of guy that all of a sudden is getting you like, let's say, nine carries for 50 yards and a touchdown. And then he's also given you six or seven catches for seventy-five yards. That that's 
in a PPR league, that's very good numbers for fantasy perspective. And from a game planning, real life NFL football league, that's a hell of a weapon to have. Yeah, and I'll go. You you said the thing with fantasy football too. That's why I completely changed my draft strategy. Before it was running back, running back, running back. Correct. That's changed, yeah. and now I'm going. I'm going receiver heavy the first couple rounds. Because I'm gonna, I, yeah. I feel like the receiver is going to be more valuable. They're going to get me more points. Because, yes, I can, I can have a Derrick Henry. I can have a, a Joe Mixon. If, if they the don't score a touchdown, if they're, not, if they're not scoring touchdowns, they're not getting five or six receptions a game, eight points, ten points, wow. to where all I need a receiver to do is give me five receptions for 50 yards. There's my ten points. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll agree to disagree with, with the running backs. I think they're still going to be a major part. But, yeah, they're not as prevalent as they used to be, unless you get a Derrick Henry. Yeah, but, I mean, even, but even Derrick Henry. Even if you get a Derrick Henry, like how, how much longer can you run a workhorse like that? He's been, he's been overused the last couple of years. And, where the and it's finally that? showing. It's finally showing. The Titans that make the Titans have not been to a Super Bowl. They've not even they haven't even made an AFC championship game. You know, like where's uh, that? You know, so uh, you know, as great as Derrick Henry has been, what 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 is this doing for the team as far as postseason success? Last year, they lost their first postseason game to the Bengals because they they were the number one seed, and they lost their first game. And then but, the year before here's, that, I, here's the thing. But you got to remember who the quarterback is on that team. A quarterback matters. Say, I get say Derrick Henry. There's there's a rumor that Derrick Henry uh, is probably going to be on the chopping list with Tennessee, right? So Tennessee might be looking to trade him. What if he gets traded to Buffalo, right? Then you've got Josh Allen that is fucking 230, 50 pounds, whatever he is, 250 pounds. You've got Derrick Henry, another 240, 50 pounds running back. You got two guys that can run the fucking ball. Plus, he's got a cannon. Plus, he's got Stephon Diggs, Gabriel Davis. That offense would be a Super Bowl offense. I think they would go there's in. A, there's the a new. Bowl. There's a new rumor that that they're trying to get uh, uh, DeAndre Hopkins as well. Uh, uh, that's that's heard, a new one on me. I damn I that heard, team would be uh, legit as shit. I don't know. I, I think Derrick Henry is about to be washed. I, I do. I don't think he's got anything much left. Thanks. Uh, if he goes, know. if he goes to the right team, I think I think he has a few more years. But he's got to get on if the right 20, team. He's twenty nine right now, and I don't know. Uh, we'll see. If he goes to the Bills, maybe for one last final push for the Bills to try to get there. But well, yeah, I would even say, like, what if the Chiefs got him, man? I think he would go. I think the Chiefs are happy with with Pacheco. I think they're. I think they saw enough of Pacheco out carried and out touched McKinnon in the Super Bowl. I, I think. I think. I don't know if they're going to let McKinnon go because he is a free agent. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Pacheco kind of become the guy that carries the ball. Like I'm not going to say he's going to become Kareem Hunt. But I, I think he is going to be the more reliable back for the Chiefs. I still think they might try to go get, like, a if they can re-sign McKinnon on the Chief or go get, like, a receiving back out there, I think they might do that. But They, they still have CEH uh, on their uh, contract for one more year. <laughs> yeah, I think he's going to get too. cut. I think he's getting cut. This off. His guaranteed money's done. So I think his contract, I, I think he's getting cut here. We'll see. But, all right, speaking of contracts, uh, the early news is, and I told Josh about this, I heard this from a from a pretty good source, that the Burrow, they're working on a contract for Joe Burrow, and it's going to be 12 years, $550 million with $180 million guaranteed. An average yearly salary of $45 million a year. So, somewhat of a discount. Considering Daniel Jones wants forty-five million a year, I think I think I would gladly pay Joe Burrow forty-five million dollars a year. 
And that's enough. Yeah, I'll, I, he, I he deserves more than that, agree. man. Come on. Yeah, but that's where Sam, that's what about deserve. Joe Burrow is going to be smart. What are you willing to take? What are you willing to take to help the team be better? Yeah, Joe Burrow deserves sixty million a year. But if he takes all that, it, it eats a large number into the cap. Forty-five million dollars. He's still getting paid. He's still paid among the top seven or eight QBs in the league, and he leaves room to to not only re-sign Chase, but re-sign Higgins and add a few more people. Exactly. That That's exactly why he's smart. He He's pulling the Tom Brady, right? Tom Brady always yeah. took less money to make sure that team came back so he could go in and win the Super Bowl. Peyton Manning started to do the same thing. Hey, I'll restructure my contract. I'll take less money. I want championships. And and that's kind of yeah. where like even Patrick Mahomes, he could have he could have wanted so much money too, but he didn't. So the smart QBs that are are wanting championships, they'll take less less money so they have a, an improved odds to win the Super Bowl because if they win the Super Bowl, you start making more money in endorsements, correct? That's where yeah. they're going to make their money at. All right, Josh. So I got to ask you now before we move on to our next thing, are, are we ready for a things that piss me off? Do you have a list together before we get into some basketball talk? Uh, no. I, I was working all day, so I didn't prepare one. You give me about 10 minutes, bitch. I'll have one done then. Give me, give me 10 minutes, bro. <laughs> I'll get one. All right. Start talking basketball, right. and I'll come up with something during right. basketball. All right. So, Sam. I, I Now, I, I'm pretty wrong on this one, but I was comparing – I don't know if I'm wrong. We'll see. I was taking a lot of the arguments I hear about LeBron James and Michael Jordan, and not to be the dead horse, but, hey, we got to fucking sell content. So uh, a lot of the arguments I hear about Jordan and LeBron is LeBron plays in a much more tough era as far as talent goes, that the players are way better now than they were in the 80s and 90s. So I, it got me thinking about certain players who have achieved a lot of individual success and uh, have won maybe MVPs or been multi-time All-Stars That and comparing them to someone from the 80s and 90s. And my first comparison is, and I, looking back on it, I think I'm wrong, but let me see what you think about it, Sam. I compared James Harden to Vinny Microwave Johnson. No, no, no. I don't think James Harden is that good. And I think that Vinny Johnson, who was electric off the bench originally, which was James Harden's original role with the Oklahoma City Thunder, I I don't think he's that efficient. He got a lot of his points going to the free throw line when he was at, when he was at his best at MVP levels, he was going to the free throw line 15, 18 times a game. And once they took away that rule where you couldn't just jump into somebody and draw a foul and his, and his free throw, free throw production went down, his scoring average plummeted. Now tell me why I'm wrong to think that James Harden is a glorified Vinny Johnson. Because Vinny Johnson wasn't dropping triple doubles, you know. It's a different game. It's an easier game. And, and, and Vinny game Johnson now. was not nearly as gifted as a passer as James Harden is. Okay. That I might give you. That I might give. So you. maybe the scoring chops, possibly. Even yeah, that, but, I would say that uh, Harden has the edge. But I, I, I still think there, there's more scoring now than there was back in the 80s and 90s. These games now, they're, what, 110, 120 points a game to where back in the day, 80 to, to 95 was the high score for the game. All you, all you have to That's, do is look at the over-under on 90s basketball games versus today's day. Is that, yeah. and, and I think that's why, like, James Harden, his, his stats are going to be inflated. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer yet, yet everybody's calling him a Hall of Famer. I don't think he's there. He's not – yes, he's good, but I don't think he's, he's to that point yet. And, and that's 
and me and me and Mike were talking about that earlier. Is you start looking at these Hall of Fames, they're fucking bloated now. It's too fucking easy to get players into the Hall of Fame. Uh, Major League Baseball is still at the one sport that is very, very hard to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. So. Uh, that. All right. Let me let me give you another comment for for James Harden. What about Mitch Richmond? All right. So that's a lot more of a believable comp because. Mitch Richmond could score, again, from anywhere, just like Harden, right? Yeah. And oh. you know what? Um, he was gifted with the ball in his hand. He was a secondary ball handler when he had the ball in his hand. Oh, let's see here. He could definitely shoot up. the three. He was wet from three. He was. And I now, granted, James Harden attempts a lot more three-pointers in his career per game than Mitch Richmond did because the game is different, right? Mitch Richmond retired in 2002, uh, and the game had just started to shift there. But as a, a three-point percentage-wise, Mitch Richmond has a higher three-point percentage than James Harden does. Shot a career 38% from three, James Harden 36. Uh, James Harden and he also played longer, too. Richmond played until he was like 36-37. Dude, Mitch Richmond played the same amount of seasons as James Harden's played right now. Wow. Mitch Richmond, Mitch Richmond played 976 games for his career. James Harden's already at 984. Wow. Okay, yeah. Oh. Um, Free throw, free throw, basically identical. Uh, James Harden's eighty-six percent from the line. Mitch Richmond's eighty-five percent from the line. The one thing that he that <clears throat> James Harden does better is he's a better passer than Mitch Richmond. He's a better field blocks, pretty much equal across the board. Mitch Richmond's a twenty-one point per game career uh, uh, average, and James Harden's at like twenty-five. But I just this idea. And what I wanted to go back through and look at some of these players that played back in the day, a lot of people are like, oh, this guy's a bum. This Jordan didn't play against any competition. This guy's no good. Look at all these great players today. And I I, I think it's, it's a prisoner of the moment because guys forget how good guys were back in the day. And, and, they're, and you're right. If you look at just career averages, and you look at a guy like Joe Dumar, who I think maybe averaged 18 points a game for his career, people are like, oh, he's not good today. He wouldn't play today. But the game is different, and what was asked of you was different. And in those right. days – And, yeah, he was, he was a shut-down point guard pretty much, dude. He, he was good at yeah, defense. Yeah, he was a shut, he, shut-down guard. Good on-ball pressure. But, yeah. But everybody had a role to fill. The NBA today, everybody wants to be the star guy. And in the 80s and 90s, you only had one or two stars per team. Then everybody else fit a role to a T. They fit a role. And uh, a lot of people will be like, oh, well, Jordan didn't play tough teams in the finals. They weren't very good. And whenever you point out, like, the Seattle Sonics, how great that team really was, they're like, oh, well, those guys can't play. You know, who else was on that team besides Gary Payton and Sean Kemp? And, you know, a lot of guys. What about Detlef, man? Detlef Strip was a, was a two-time sixth man of the year, and yeah. he had back-to-back all-star appearances surrounded, uh, surrounding that finals team. So Kemp, Payton, and Detlef Strip were all all-stars on that team, so three all-stars. You had Sam Perkins, who was a stretch five at that point because he could shoot the three. He was shooting 36% from three that yeah, season. Hershey Hawkins, you had Nate McMillan. You had Nate McMillan, who was a five-time All-NBA defensive player, uh, All-Defensive team, and who led the league in steals in 1996. And so, like, all, all this talk, like, oh, well, they weren't the Warriors or the Spurs or yada, yada, yada. Oh, okay. Well, the Spurs, they were old as shit when LeBron split the series with them. He went one and one against the Spurs team where Tim Duncan was 36 years old, Tony Parker was 32, and Manu Ginobili was 37 years old. 
I just I don't know, man. I I don't I hate this fuck about players. I I, I heard a funny story. Uh, actually, uh, it was a video. Granted, John Sally is uh you know a, a role player at at the best for his entire career, but he he, right. he had mentioned one thing. There was a story where <clears throat> he gets the rebound, and instead of giving it to Dumars or, or it, uh, he, he starts dribbling it up the court. Uh, you know they they call a timeout and timeout. I forgot the the head coach of the Pistons that, uh, during Bad Boy years, but was Chuck it Chuck Dale. Chuck Daly? Was yeah. it? Chuck Daly. Okay, yeah. so he 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 tells John Sally, uh, next time just dribble, don't dribble the ball up court, just give the ball to one of these two guys. And this guess what? John Sally did it again, got the rebound, subbed subbed him out. He subbed him out. He's like, you pull that shit again, you're not playing the whole game. And yeah. every player, like, Pops, Pop, you know, Popovich was the type of player that if you took, like, two threes more than you were supposed to for the entire game, you probably weren't playing the next game. It's a possibility. So, yeah. uh, that era of basketball, like, you can't say, yeah, James Harden attempted 36 three-pointers or 25 three-pointers. That would never happen in that era of basketball. And if it did, trust me, you're Reggie Miller's. Your 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 uh, your sharpshooters of that era would would show how good of shooters they are, you know, Ray Allen, exactly. all those guys. That that that's the thing that I don't think a lot of people realize is they're like, oh well, you know, Steph Curry. I'm sorry, I think Steph Curry in the 80s and 90s, the way he's built, would just be a nice role player. Six man of the year, Muhammad Abdul Roof, bro. Six man of the year. Yeah, I just I, man, that's. Uh, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to have, trying to have this discussion, and it's not taken away from LeBron James. LeBron James is a great player. Don't sit there and say, oh, he's been to ten finals. LeBron, Jordan's only went to six. Magic Johnson went to nine NBA finals. He was five and four in the NBA finals. Nobody thought that Magic Johnson was a better player than Michael Jordan overall. And they played together, mind you. Yeah, Larry they Bird played, was better than Magic Johnson. Six. What are you talking about? So Larry Bird was better than Magic Johnson. So imagine giving Ooh. Larry Bird the green light to shoot 16 three-pointers <laughs> a game, 25 three-pointers a game. Just imagine what would happen, what Larry Bird would do to you, bro. But let's, oh, let's, exactly. let's slow down on the Larry Bird better than Magic Johnson talk. Let's just, let's just take that. No, I'm not, I'm not doing that, but I'm just saying that those are the guys in those eras. Like, if you gave them the same opportunities yeah. that the guys have today, you would see different results, completely yeah, different results. Yeah, you would. And the defense is a lot easier. Nobody fucking plays defense, dude. Nobody plays defense. It's it's a it's a way easier way easier game. But you know you know, wanna, you know why the nineties hated the three point shot? It was the nineties. The nineties hated the three point shot because if they missed. It was immediate fast break start. Yeah. yeah. It, it was a yep. good chance to start a fast break at that point. That's why 90s yep. was like, you know what, take more mid-range or, or layups or things of that nature because you have other guys to possibly grab the board, right? Yeah, and, and Larry, I, to your point, I think that's why a lot of people don't, do not watch NBA until the playoffs start. Is because you can go on there and you, you can just tell they're not fucking playing defense. They're not playing. When it becomes the playoffs, then that's when you actually start seeing these players actually play defense. So in the 90s, the 90s, they fucking played defense throughout the season. I mean, how many times has Magic or uh, Michael Jordan gone up the hoop and got fucking mauled at the hoop? Yeah. You you barely touch LeBron James. He's fucking crying like, oh my shoulder. And he's bigger. And he's bigger. Exactly. Yeah. He's way bigger. <laughs> oh, oh my God, he hit my elbow. He made me fall on the ground. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. So, what, Josh, it's been 10 minutes. You got to go. Let's go. Things that piss me All off. All right. Here we go. I'm going to cue your music. Hell yeah. Number five, the producer missing the goddamn show. What the fuck, Joe? What the fuck? Number four, the weather. Fucking Ohio-Cincinnati weather. 
72 degrees one day. Later on that night, it's fucking 30. Fuck this Ohio weather. Number three. Uh, the, the government handling of fucking East Palestine. And this ties in with the next one. Number two, Zelensky pressuring the U.S. into war with Russia. How the fuck are we going to give Ukraine $500 million and then our government sits on their ass and doesn't give any money to East Palestine for the, the train derailment that's putting U.S. citizens in danger, in harm for their drinking water? I went and bought 20 fucking cases of water because I ain't drinking this fucking water. Fuck that. And number one, <laughs> things that piss me off is my fucking neighbors. I wish they would just fucking get up and leave already. Fuck them. Wow. How many F bombs did we have in that one segment? I think I counted. <laughs> I, counted. <laughs> I, I didn't know we were oh. trying to be kid friendly on this one. We're not. We're not. We're still R rated. I just. I just thought it was funny yes. because uh, you were over here cursing like uh, Jack Sparrow over here. Oh. Because the more and more I thought about oh, it, the more pissed geez. off I got. <laughs> All right. So no, the white people about... said language, language. <laughs> we got about 17 minutes to go. I wanted to uh, touch on something real quick before we get into a, a couple uh, things uh, uh, regarding pro wrestling. But Golden Eye, you want to stop stuttering, Mike? But, you want to stop stuttering now? I know he's starting to sound more and more like Joe. Yeah, he's 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 like uh. Uh, we got a, uh. And the silence kicks in. That's our, Fuck that's our guy that runs this show. <laughs> Golden Eye is on the goddamn Switch, okay? It is, uh, available online, Nintendo Switch. This was one of my favorite games on Nintendo 64 back in the day. This was like the ultimate party game. You come over and have a couple of buddies. Cole was always odd job. That was usually me. I was usually odd job. The short Asian guy that was tough to fucking shoot. But it's just the ultimate party video game, like where you can play with a bunch of your friends. Like, I don't know if there's one better than GoldenEye. No, I, I mean, I honestly thought that was like the best game Nintendo 64 came out with. Um, besides, I, I, Star Fox I thought was pretty good, but... I, I still, by far, think GoldenEye was the best game that they ever came out with, uh, especially when you got good enough and you had to do the one-shot kills, and uh, you were in the, the temple and you knew yeah. every fucking uh, start where somebody yeah. was going to be. As soon as you seen them in, that, yeah. in your screen, you're like, I know exactly where he's at. I'm fucking going down and killing him. Exactly. Yeah, you go. You, you exactly, exactly knew where someone was trying to fucking camp out on you. And yep, every spawn. <laughs> What about Super Smash Bros? What about what? What was that? Super Smash Brothers. Well, yeah. Never really played played it. You say you never played it, Josh? No, I never played it. I I was always uh, Mario Kart, GoldenEye, and uh, the Star Fox. Mario Kart was good. I, I mean, even now, they don't make games like party games anymore like granted everything's online hardly anybody's like in the same household playing but like really other than like mario kart and super smash brothers for switch and and smash brothers i believe originally came out saying was it a gamecube game originally was that the first system it was on it'd be, it'd be nice if we had a producer to tell us this <laughs> I'm saying, sorry, Mike. What was the question? <laughs> I said, "Is Super Smash Brothers was that originally a GameCube game?" I don't know. I think, it, I, I think it was on N64. Oh, okay. So, right. so what 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 systems did you guys prefer during the days? Was it PlayStation? Were you PlayStation or were you Nintendo? I was. 64. I was. Uh, I went Nintendo. Sega Genesis, uh, and then I waited a bit and I got the first original Xbox. Yeah, I never, I never got a PlayStation until the PlayStation Three. So I, I was always okay. the Nintendo, 
And then, uh, like you just said, Sega Genesis. I love fucking Sonic. That was my shit. Yeah. That, I, what about you, Mike? You know, I Dude, I was Nintendo 64, and, and, and Shion's hitting me that it was a Nintendo 64 game, Super Smash Brothers. So thank you for that. Uh, so I, I thought it was originally a GameCube game, but it was a Nintendo 64 game. Um, That's what I said. I, for the longest time, I, I, I did do PlayStation quite a bit because I loved Twisted Metal. Uh, I loved that game. But, man, the wrestling games on Nintendo 64, you had NWO Revenge and, like, WrestleMania 2000. Like, all the wrestling games on Nintendo 64 were Dude, hands down, phenomenal. Yeah, I, I love playing the Royal Rumble. I don't know why. I would just always yeah. just love throwing to people. Do over you, those, remember, do you remember on the first, uh, the first gen, um, uh, like I think PlayStation 1 and the original Xbox, there was a Def Jam game where you could play as all the rappers, and you could have yeah. like an 8 on 8. I think, wasn't like Method Man like a playable character? Yeah, there? yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. Method Man, yeah, Snoop Dogg, they, the, they had all the rappers. Red Man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was a good game. That was, I have to say, that was that was a That was a game. fun game, especially when he played as Bubba Sparks, man. <laughs> Bubba Sparks, I forgot. I forgot all of That's that. That's a throwback right there. Oh, God. Fun times, man. Good times. Those what were, about Bone those... Crusher? You remember Bone Crusher, Mike? I do remember Bone Crusher. I do remember. He was in the game as well. <laughs> Dude, I they don't just games they they're visually better now, but man, the fun factor was just way, way up there for me back in the day, man. It it was crazy how good games were during that time. Um Let's see. We got about ten minutes to go, so I, I want to get to some of this stuff uh, first. Uh, I want to get to dream matches uh, that we never got to see. But first, a new bracket. If we were going to do a bracket of the hottest female wrestlers slash managers of of all time, now, first of all, how many would we do? Could we still could we fill thirty two? Could we fill 32? Yeah. I think we could fill 32 spots. No, no. I think at the tail end of 32, you're going to start getting very butch. <laughs> no, 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 actually not. Because, I mean, you got to think. you got other wrestling promotions that you can go through. Like, Impact had a bunch. Uh, yeah. AEW yeah. has quite a few. I mean, we can fill out. Yep. We can probably fill out 64 women. And you got to remember. I don't these, know about 64. Are... I feel like at 64 now, you're going to be throwing, like, fucking Nicole Bass into the mix. <laughs> Hey, you never know. Some men like might like that. I, I mean, oh, God, it, we no. got our listeners going to vote on it, not us, right? That's true. So, let, let me talk. Let's 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 talk. Let's workshop this real quick before I make a, before we come up with a bracket. Who would be the four number one seeds? Because I have in my mind who I think the four top seeds would be, but I don't know if we would be in agreement. I but I have I have my top four seeds. Go for it. Do you guys do you guys want to hear who I think would be the four number one seed in this little bracket? I mean it's better than the fucking silence we just we just witnessed. Yeah, thanks guys for really stepping up for <laughs> the game there. Okay, so uh my four number one seed I was taking a refresher course on who's out there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, number, my four number one seeds would have to be Sable, Corey Wilson, no. Stacey okay. Keebler. Okay. And I so, so Stacey Keebler, Corey Wilson, Sable. And then I got to go, dude. I Man, it's so hard, but I, I think I'd have to throw Trish Stratus there. I think those those are my four top seeds. Yeah, absolutely. Right there. Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely would say Trish Stratus, um, Stacey Keebler. Um, I mean, you got Christy Hemme that was pretty fucking hot. Um, yeah. 
you wouldn't, I mean, you wouldn't consider Bell like uh, Becky I mean, Lynch Bellow? or like I, Becky Lynch is there for me. I, yeah, what about she's Nikki number Bellow? one for me. Nikki Bella, yeah, I, I think she. You got to throw Lita up there. I think Lita's not. No, I'm not. Lita's not a number one. I think. I think Lita's. Yeah, there, no, like she's, she's mid tier. She's mid tier. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God, what about? Oh, you know who else was fantastic? Deborah McMichael. You remember Deborah? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Velvet Sky in yeah. Impact. Uh, she was fucking. I, I think she was gorgeous. I think I think Paige Paige is on the list for sure. Uh, Does Alexa think, Bliss uh, make that list? Alexa Bliss. Alexa Bliss makes the list for sure. Alexa Bliss definitely makes the list. I I I mean Maurice I, I Maurice say, like, she's fucking hot. Who? Maurice. The Miz's I don't wife? know who that is. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, I think she was, I think she's better looking then than what she is now. Yeah, I agree. With she, that. I always, I would okay. put Stephanie McMahon on that list. Mandy oh, Rose. Stephanie McMahon for sure. Stephanie McMahon, a hundred percent, is on that list. That is an absolute. Yeah. I, I would. AJ. I'm trying to think of some other. AJ who? Lee. AJ Lee. Oh yeah. CM Punk. Yeah. Wife? AJ Lee's up there. We, we, now let me ask you guys: Would you put Beth Phoenix on the list? Is Beth Phoenix making the list? Yeah. Yeah. No. We're, see, we've expanded the the, the number of. of I told, on the bracket, I, right? I'm telling you, we could easily do. We could probably. We can definitely do thirty. Uh, thirty-two. Sixty-four. 32. I think we. Thirty-two. 64 definitely. Sixty-four. If we start getting to yeah. all of them. Um, Layla, Candice Michelle, really hot. Candice Michelle. What about Sunny? Is yeah, Sunny on the yeah. list. Yes, oh. I mean she's got to be on there. Mickey James. What about Kimberly? What about Kimberly Page? Candice Michelle. Candice Michelle. Melina. Is Melina making? Melina, yeah. Yeah. I, what about Ivory? Eve, Eve Tor- Ivory? Does Eve Torres make that list? Eve Torres, yeah. Yeah, Eve, Eve Torres. Yeah. yeah. And what about Ava? Ava, what was her name? Uh, a, the, the chick with the bright red hair. Gigi you know, Dolan? Who's that? The chick from real uh, from uh, the Diva show with the red hair. A- Eva? Ava? Oh, yeah, I mean, she was uh, – is Eva – it was Eva. Hold on. Yeah, Eva Marie. Eva Marie. That's who it was. I, I was asking the wife because she actually – she watched that show a little bit, and she knew some of them. Okay. The red hair one, yeah. <laughs> what about oh, Madison Rain oh, from TNA? I, I know Tosh is putting Mandy Rose on this list. Oh, I said Mandy Rose earlier. Oh, did you? I missed that one. Yeah. I missed that one. What about, what about Lana? Lana, yeah. And uh, Carmella? I mean, you can, you, can, you, can, you can always go with China. One night in China, baby. <laughs> nah, Kelly <laughs> Kelly is on the list. Forgot oh, about yeah, Kelly Kelly. Kelly has to be on the list. She's got to be on the list. Uh, yep. Uh, what about Ronda Rousey? No. Yeah, absolutely. I'll put her on the list. <laughs> uh, Ashley Mazzaro, she was. Uh, I can't remember the oh, yeah. what her name was. That's right. When she was there, yeah, because she was I, she was forgot. a good one too. I think I think uh, we got enough to do it. I think we got enough to do thirty-two. I think it'll be a competitive thirty-two. I think sixty-four. Sixty-four. We're going to be stretching it after like forty-five. Six. But Dude, think, I'm telling I you, I think can, I think we can do 64. I'm telling you, I think we can do a 64 man bracket, woman okay. bracket. All right, all right, let's try it. Let's try it with 64. We'll we'll get it unveiled for next Friday show. We'll get it unveiled for the next for another one. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll get it figured out. I mean, so that means bracket season is in full full effect. Full swing. Uh, full I mean, swing. we got we got to conclude this bracket before the. Uh, 
NCAA tournament, so we got to figure this out. That's true. That's true. Because then we're going to spend an entire show filling out our own brackets, and and, and so maybe thirty two would that. be better, right? I think thirty two. No, I would do sixty four. All right, fine. Uh, we'll, fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do sixty four. Figure it out. <laughs> Uh-huh. I mean, we we still uh-huh. got to put some of the ugly. Like I said, we got to put some of the ugly ones on there that we might not think are good looking, but our listeners might think is actually pretty good looking. Filling Natalia. Natalia, make that list as a as a as a possible as a as, a, as a, someone that's like yeah, man, maybe Who's that? you know with uh, Natalia. Uh, I mean, somebody might like her I, her. Big old breast assist. All right. Wait, if we're doing 64, I think she gets she gets in the field. Yeah, that's 64. what I'm saying. Some, there has to be some automatic entries. Like yeah, Ronda Rousey, yeah, for that I, matter, I, if I think, 64. I think, yeah, I think we can fill out 64 easy. Okay. All right. Now I want to talk about, because we only got about two minutes left, I want to talk dream matches. And these are matches that never happen. They're never going to happen. Uh, because uh, the window of time has passed. Max is that if we could go in a time machine and get any wrestler from any era, thrown together for a WrestleMania big match, these are matches that I would have honestly killed to see. One of them is The Rock and Shawn Michaels. I think that would have been electrifying. I think those guys would have torn the roof off. Obviously, another one that we that was talked about and never matriculated was Sting versus The Undertaker. I think that would have been a fantastic match. But the third one that we never got to see, and not when both guys were in their prime prime, was Stone Cold versus Ric Flair. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. You too, Cheyenne, if you can find it. I don't believe that Stone Cold Steve Austin ever fought Ric Flair in a singles match. I don't don't think think ever in a singles match, but I think maybe in a tag team match in WCW when he was with Uh, uh, the the Dangerous Yeah, Brian Pillman. Okay. Yeah, when he was the – was flying Brian. Uh, yeah. One those, match I would have loved to see is, is is Daniel right. Bryan and Shawn Michaels. Because Shawn okay. Michaels trained Daniel Bryan. So if, if yeah. we have them both at their, their peaks, I think that would be a phenomenal match. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see Bret Hart in one of those matches too. I, you know, and, and one with Bret Hart I would love to see. Is him versus Chris Benoit. I yeah, think that yeah. would have been a phenomenal match. Oh, insanely, two insanely technical wrestlers. Yep. Or Bret Hart and Chris Jericho. Bret Hart and Chris Jericho. Oh, that's a good one, too. Great. That's a good one, too. Uh, yeah. And you know what? Kurt Angle uh, belongs on that list as well somewhere. Has yeah. To. Yeah. Um, AJ Styles and I think Shawn Michaels, too. Yeah. I think that, I that would that. have been a phenomenal match. I'd like to see Brock Lesnar against Vader. No. Ooh. Brock, no. Just go at each no. other. Brock like, Lesnar versus Yokozuna. Beat each other up. Oh. What about Brock Lesnar versus Andre the Giant? Yeah. Oh. I, see, I was trying to pick a big guy for Brock Lesnar to handle from the past, pretty much. You know? Andre the Giant. Well, I mean, Brock Lesnar did face... Uh, the Giant or Paul Wyatt or whatever. I mean, Big Show, right? Big Show. Whoever he's, whatever he's going by now. Um, and he also went Austin, up against Austin Henry and, too, and, uh, as well, right? Brock Lesnar would have been one, too. I would have loved to see that one. So, uh, Cheyenne just got some information for me. That Stone Cold Steve Austin defeated Big Show and Ric Flair in a handicap match at Judgment Day 2002. Yeah, even so, 2002, though, Ric Flair was kind of sort of prime a bit. 
they were, but they did meet in the ring, I guess, and they were involved in a match. And, and a lot of the matchups we're talking about, these guys never worked together. We never saw Rock and Shawn Michaels. Now, that's for a very different reason. The Rock hated Shawn Michaels and the way he treated the way Shawn Michaels treated his family, and The Rock has refused to ever work with uh, with work with Shawn Michaels. So, but a lot of the matches we were talking about, they never came to fruition. So, I guess we did get to see uh, Stone Cold and, and Rich Flair throw down in a ring. But that's uh, I, I totally what if, forgot. What if you about wanted that. to go for like high flyers, like uh, Eddie Guerrero, Hardy Boys? Pick a old old school yeah. version of high flyers. Oh, what about Jimmy Snuka versus yeah. Eddie Guerrero? Yeah, there you Jimmy go. Snuka. There you go. That's that. That's a good matchup. One one I, match I would love to see is uh, Jake the Snake Roberts and Hawk Hogan, because that was yeah, supposed to happen originally. And uh, I something happened between the Warrior and it screwed everything up. Uh, okay. It, I think it was the Warrior. The Warrior hurt Roberts. And after that, it kind of took his push away. But that was the plan, was to have Jake the Snake Roberts versus Hawk Hogan for the title. That would have been fantastic. That would have been a fantastic matchup. I I would have liked to have seen that. That would have been good because Jake Roberts, man, he could work, like, just your mind. He was a very cerebral wrestler. He was was really ahead of his time. At that time, oh, but and, and just his mic skills were were fucking fantastic. Yeah. If, if you look at it from an endurance perspective, for like a longer match, right? Yeah. You could probably have a John Cena versus someone else, right? Yeah. Could you imagine the promo work if you had Roddy Piper and CM Punk? The work yeah. on the that would. Oh man. Yeah, that would have been phenomenal. Yeah, that that would have been uh, a plus storytelling right there. But all right, here guys, I got I got I got another bracket we could we could work on okay. after after okay. we do the the WWE divas best okay. talkers in WWE. Who has the best, purely Mike Who work. does the best promos? Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. And we can do a sixteen. And amazing. we can only do a sixteen man bracket for that one. Yeah. Yeah, and you got to – I would say the top seed are definitely going to be Roddy Piper is the number one seed in that bracket. Roddy Piper is the top seed there. Yeah. Uh, but There's a right, couple of guys that belong up uh, up in the top five for sure. Yeah, and, and that would really test uh, our, our listeners on, on if they're big wrestling fans on who they think. So – Because there's quite a few that, that they can go with. Uh, well, they'll probably go with The Rock. If I had to make a guess, a lot of our fans yeah. are probably going to say, but the, they, they, they have no idea how great Roddy Piper was. And they didn't see some of the older promos that, that, that were cut, you know, by, by the previous yeah. generation. Right. No, you're right. And, I mean, you still got Chris Jericho that can still fucking cut a promo and, and still make every, everything relevant. I mean, how many people can get a list over? Seriously, that's true. not many. There, because what? Forgot about that. You just made the list. He had a promo too. Who? Yeah. Cena can cut a promo yeah. too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you yeah, got you not. got Cena, you got Austin, you got The Rock, you got Piper. Yeah. To a point, uh, you got Jake the Snake, you got Macho Man. Macho so. oh God, Macho. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I gotta throw. I gotta throw in that list if we're doing all time. I gotta throw MJF in that list right now. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, you got Sam Punk in there. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Really? So, yeah. yeah we to think about that one. Such short, you know, exposure of MJF. You're saying you're putting him in the top tier. I, of, of the 16 best talkers, yeah, I definitely think so. I definitely think so. I mean, I, I would right, almost happen it. to agree with Louie on that one. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to discuss that more. We'll we'll start getting the list compiled for that. That would be a fun one. Okay. That will be a fun one. All right, we will be back at it on Monday. Uh, hopefully some – 
kick goes out over the weekend, or we're going to be debating Jordan and LeBron again on Monday. <laughs> hey As we go for content. Uh, so that's all the time we got. We will be back at it on Monday. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Uh, I have to give a shout-out to the show here. We got 17,000 downloads from our Monday show. So great job, everybody. Don't know where Joe's ass was today. Uh, but, uh, you know, we, uh, we had a great show. Thanks everybody for tuning in and we'll see you on Monday. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome.